You are listening to the Vineyard Nordic podcast. We invite you to join us on the exciting journey of following Jesus and bringing the kingdom of God wherever we go. This episode was recorded at the Vineyard Nordic Summer Camp. Welcome to the Healthy Small Group Seminar. Uh, the first the title of the seminar was If you're only going to one uh, seminar about small groups, go to this one. And that's funny because this is the only seminar about small groups. So, uh, but Sarah changed it. Uh, and so I hope to get, get in charge of the seminars at one point so I can change the name of her seminar into something like Praise be Benjamin. <laughs> the seminar about Benjamin's awesomeness, something like that. Anyways, uh, yeah, this is about small groups, and my name is Benjamin. I, I work as a psychologist. I just finished my first year on the, in the job market, and I, I'm still alive, so good for, yay for me, good for me. Yeah. Uh, and I work with the kids, and I work with the youth, and I work with school leaders, and then uh, when, like, I think... A year into my studies, I stumbled into the vineyard. I grew up in a Christian family, and I stumbled into the vineyard. And uh, I, it was just irresistible to me, and I've just been hanging around there since. And now I help lead on the vineyard with uh, Thomas and Sarah, who you might have seen on stage, or you, you will at some point. You you notice them by the screaming in the main hall. Yeah. <laughs> Whenever the vineyard is called out, it's those guys. So I help lead that. And I've also been leading the small group ministry. Uh, for the last, I think, mm, three or four years, along with Sarah, and I've been leading a bunch of different small groups. And uh, in Ulster, we've really experimented with the small group ministry. We've been doing it in different ways, into a classic vineyard small groups and so on. Uh, and so, if you are interested in different ways of doing small group, we can talk about that later if we have time. But basically, today we're just going to go through classic vineyard-style small groups, uh, and uh, so, hello, yes, oh, oh, that's amazing, yeah, so just, uh, yeah, uh, we're going to have like this, this seminar, and uh, I have brought this instead of PowerPoint, <laughs> and I've been drawing and everything, so order of business, I, I'm this is the introduction part, and uh, then I'm going to tell you some practical advice about uh, small groups, hopefully it's going to be very useful. Uh, and then uh, we'll have questions in the end, but also when we are this few, just on the way, if you have anything you want to uh, know about, just uh, just say it, okay? Hopefully I'll cover everything, but... but uh, so, that was a little bit about me. Hopefully that covers everything. And I've been drawing a map, Ooh. so oh I thought we might... <laughs> and I'm horrible at geography. <laughs> so I, I thought we might just uh, take a brief round and I'll try to cross out where we're from. I thought that might be fun. It's not bad. It's not too bad, right? Okay. I don't know if uh, I, I got Sweden right, I think. Oh, Bonhon is not there, but we can draw Bonhon. Isn't that over no. here? Uh, further. 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 That's good. Okay, so, and it's like, uh, is it... It's square, square. Yeah, it's like a diamond. Like that. Yeah. Is that is it that long away? Yeah, okay, fine. so I'm guessing I'm gonna be uh, there's gonna be von Holmers, von Holmers, von Holmers. Scotland, Sweden. Okay, you know, <laughs> and I also didn't uh, uh, draw the Faroe Islands or Greenland. No I'm gonna draw an, an <laughs> Okay, so uh, let's start with you. Just uh, yeah. you are and where you're from. Yeah, in the 
And from the Fair Islands? <laughs> it's that way. <laughs> and what's your experience with the small groups? Uh, well, I've been in your church yeah. for, uh, for six years mm-hmm. or something. Yeah. Uh, and uh, we've had open groups mm-hmm. for the most part, actually, mm-hmm. and uh, multiplied them when, when they grow too big. Yeah. Um, I think we've... Uh, had like a specific uh, like agenda plan each night mm. so we had some worship had mm. some teaching and we had some ministry yeah. that's actually the main points yeah. uh, that I'm used yeah. to in yeah. small groups and you've had a, a, a what's your experience with I've, I've small groups I've been in a lot of groups and also led some groups yeah well. okay so uh, yeah. Yeah, a little bit of both yeah. a little bit of both okay amazing uh, next uh, uh, i know you. I'm gonna, I'm gonna put across there. Yes. And uh, I'm in the same uh, church as you. Yeah. So. So you kind of know the the deal. I know you. <laughs> yeah. Okay. We know each other. Fair enough. Thank you. Uh, yeah. Linda, uh, I'm from Copenhagen. Yes. And uh, my husband and I have been a small group leaders some years ago and yeah. last year we started a new small group which we have uh, been planning for six years or so <laughs> five years um, mm. in Tinga um, as part of Copenhagen and it's been quite tough yeah <laughs> Which part, if I, if you don't mind? Yeah, but what? Which part has been tough? Has it been like the people uh, coming, or just uh, the managing of it? We, we know that people uh, who live there they have uh, more challenges yeah. than an, an average uh, Danish person. Okay. Yes. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, and but but it has we have had so many troubles in our own lives <laughs> yeah. last year, <laughs> but we uh, stick Power to the mission. Yeah. <laughs> awesome. Well, thank you so much for coming. And you? Yeah, hi. Uh, I'm Jeppe. Yeah. And uh, I'm from. Uh, I'm actually from Bornholm, but yeah. I but I but I go to uh, Copenhagen. Okay. Uh, and I'm leader in a small group as well. Okay. So. Amazing. For how long? Uh, a year. A year. Approximately. Yeah. Yeah. And this is your first time you're leading a leading a small group. Uh, yes. Yeah. How has it been? Has it been? Uh, it's been okay, but we've had a really challenged group. Yeah. Uh, a lot of people that has been like, yeah. super challenged. Mm. So, kind of, uh, it's been fine, honestly. Mm. But, but there, there've been some problems. Yeah. Honestly, it's quite normal to have like the challenging people come to small group and enjoy that more than the services. Yeah. Because it's a smaller group and you can get more attention and you can talk more. It's more intimate. So it's perfectly normal. I've led. A bunch of those small groups as, as well, yeah. So yeah. And some from Aarhus. Yes, that's up here, right? Wow, almost under the nose. <laughs> under the nose. Under, just under the nose, yeah. Under the nose. Yeah. 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 Uh, I used to be a small group leader, but that's like I don't know, seven or eight years ago. Yeah. Uh, and I have been in quite a few small groups also. Mm. I think one of the really sad things are when. The groups die, and often they do because the leaders mm. go away for some reason. Yeah. Uh, for the struggling, it's not really a problem. They will find another group, and probably yeah. they already have a group B mm. or something like that. But for the weakest <coughs> members of the group, it, mm. it might be the end of the church story for yeah. them, at least for a few years. And yeah. I think that's 
actually bad enough. Mm. Uh, right now, in a small group, which have uh, a lot of uh, rather, uh, I don't know what to say, uh, needy persons. Yeah. And I think it works just wonders. I don't know exactly why and how, but, but it, it, it really is good. Mm. That's Probably awesome. one of the things is that we use a lot of time on the Shigen where what has yeah. happened since the last mm. week, how are you now? Mm. Uh, that I, f- yeah. I think that is actually mm. very uh, mm. building uh, in, the, mm. in the small group. Yeah. Unfortunately, nobody can sing. Uh, <laughs> so we don't have the worship. Okay. Sometimes we do, uh, play some worship and people is singing together with the YouTube, mm. but uh, very often we don't. Mm. And in a way, I think it might actually be a little bit of a good thing. Yeah. I mean, I like the worship and I really need mm. it, but also yeah. the uh, evening only have that many hours and yeah. if we have a lot of time in the check-in. Mm. Yeah, wow. that's true. That's true. Oh, thank you for coming. Yeah. Yes? Okay, so I need help with that. Okay, so you're gonna say stop. Yeah, we are in Genshin. This is basically where we live. So uh, right there, a bit down, a bit to the east. Uh, Yeah, there, somewhere around there. Okay. (laughs) Of course, that. Where are you? Yeah, where are? I don't know where I'm at. I took the car. I don't know. <laughs> yeah. So, uh, what's your guys' experience with the uh, small groups? Yeah, we are. Um, we have been part of the vineyards uh, like uh, two or three years. Mm-hmm. Uh, around three years. Yeah. And, uh, and, and we are leading one of the small groups. Mm-hmm. It's uh, a half year. Okay. Yeah. So for half a year, you've been leading the small group. Is this the first small group you're leading? Yeah. Yeah. Both of you. Yeah. Yeah. How has uh, the experience been so far? Good. I think, mm. uh, and it's more like, uh, for myself at least, it's mm. more like, it's 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 good, but is it giving enough? Is mm. it? Yeah. Are we are we growing? Mm. Are we as leaders uh, challenging? Yeah. Are mm. we, you know, we, yeah. we have been trying a few things with a stranger, and yeah. so that's great. Amazing. That's a good place to be. Yeah. So hopefully I can uh, help you a little bit yeah. out of that. Yeah. <laughs> And uh, yeah. yeah, so where should I put the cross uh, now? Uh, put uh, put uh, uh, cross Copenhagen and then arrow to Bornholm. Okay, so I'm uh, Copenhagen and then arrow to Bornholm. Yeah, because you're moving to Bornholm right now. Pastor uh, church. Yeah, that's exciting. Yeah. And so uh, you've been doing all sorts of different small groups. I yeah, we started uh, the ten small groups twenty three years. Yeah, uh, we're one of them turned into a church plant. <laughs> yeah. Cross yeah. Yeah. And yeah. then uh, we, uh, yeah, we've always had, we've always had. Yeah. Yeah, that's always awesome. happened. And also, like, if you ever go to church planting seminars, they will tell you that if you at all consider small uh, church planting or whatever. One of the things to look for in potential church planters is leading a small group and multiplying the small group. So it's so important, and I can just say for my leadership, my personal leadership, I've learned so much from the small group because it has, it's so complex and so fun, and so like leading the group, uh, checking in with people, like multiplying, set, making a culture of uh, openness and safety and, and uh, music. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> Thank you. Anyways, so uh, I'm just gonna run through the talk I usually give when we recruit small groups leaders. So we start our season with a meeting with all the small group leaders, and we just refresh. 
what's a small group about and what a small group not about, because people tend to either get it too little or too much when they're leading the small group. And I'm probably only going to talk about the leadership of small groups. And the reason for that is, of course, that as leaders, we go forward, we are the models. Uh, if we want to change the culture in a small group, it's the leaders who has to step up and uh, take the first step. Okay? And as, as I've said, feel free to ask questions another way if, uh, if you feel like it. Okay? Yeah. Okay. So, the good news is there's only two things you need to do as small group leaders. You have to facilitate a meeting with God, and you have to facilitate a meeting between people. No more, no less. Now, when I started uh, doing small groups, I thought I would have to be a micromanager. That means I would have to have coffee with all the small group uh, members, uh, check up with them individually all the time. I would have to be their their personal psychologist, physician, <laughs> and doctor. Uh, I would have to like nurture their every spiritual need. That's not what leading a small group is about. It's only about facilitating a meeting with God and a meeting between people. That means we can't really force we can't force uh, God to uh, to show up, even though he always does. We can't force people to be friends either. So we just have to facilitate a space where those things are possible. Okay? Now, the purpose of small groups is to, uh, like, in different churches, we will say in different uh, ways, but in order to we say that in small groups, the purpose is to uh, get closer to God and to get closer to the person that we were created to be by Jesus and by God. So that's the main and the plane of small groups. No more, no less. Um, yeah, so... Uh, we go on. Okay, so, what do people need to grow? Now, there's a difference between uh, the services and the uh, small groups, of course, because in services you can come, you could be anonymous. Uh, in our church, historically, people have received Jesus more that, uh, more times than not in the service setting. They come to Jesus, they, they experience the worship, they hear the preaching, they accept Jesus into their hearts. But the growth and the, the, the discipleship more often than not happened in small groups, and that's of course because small groups do different things than services. It's more intimate, you have time for the one-on-one, which you don't really have time for in services. Uh, you have time for challenging and commitment on a personal level, which you don't have time for in services. And so, for me, small groups are the heart and soul of any church. If the small group ministry doesn't work, it will be very hard to disciple people. And so, in order to disciple people and also have healthy, growing small groups, we basically need three things. The first thing is a safe and trusting fellowship. Many small groups are good at that. And that's all about being, uh, feeling the confidence within the group, feeling like you can be yourself, feeling like there's a space for you, it's open, feeling like you, I can trust the small group with my difficulties. Uh, and there's tons of ways of doing that. I'm sure you're great at it already. Uh, it's all about like setting, uh, making the, the mood as a comfort, like a trust-filled mood. We can trust each other. We can follow up on each other. If we don't have that, of course, then people won't share and people won't grow. So, yeah, that's the one thing. Now, the second thing, uh, these two things are, yeah. 
will the PowerPoint be available afterwards? Seriously, <laughs> though, no, can I get this small, uh, small note so I don't have to make? Do you have like a, a phone you can take pictures of it afterwards? Yeah, I can do that. Yeah. yeah. Okay. Is that is that useful? Yeah. If anyone yeah. wants to do that, yeah. Okay. And also, uh, they are recording this, and it will be put up on some website somewhere. Oh. I don't know where, but <laughs> you can find the, uh, these words of wisdom somewhere else. Now, the next two things usually. If small groups aren't growing, that's usually why. So the first thing that, uh, the second thing that needs to grow is challenge. And that is because if you have too much emphasis on the comfort and the safety and don't challenge, people will never grow and it becomes kind of sort of like a therapy group instead of a small group. And so there's different ways of doing that, but basically it's very biblical to challenge each other to grow in Jesus. you don't have to be like offensive or anything, but it's healthy for for us to to have someone put words to what they see inside of us. Uh, so one practical way I I do this is at the end of the conversation or whatever at the end of the group, I ask. Uh, so if uh, what do you think God spoke to you about this night? If you had to pick up one thing to be mindful of in the week to come. And then, as the icebreaker, the next time I said, okay, so last time we broke down one thing to be mindful of. The last time we talked about friendship. Uh, Now, uh, have you thought about this in the week, throughout the week? This, like, uh, also connects the uh, small group evenings, right? So, for example, last time in my small group I did a talk on, uh, what was it, perfectionism. And we had a small round where I said, what do you think God is speaking to you about perfectionism this week? If you were to change one thing in the week ahead or the two weeks ahead, what would that be? And people said, oh, I have this uh, uh, job interview and I'm not going to beat myself over it if it fails. And the next one said, oh, I'm going to not worry as much and so on. And so the next time we talked about, okay, so how did it go with that job interview and so on? So there should be room for challenge. It should, obviously, when the group uh, matures and people get more uh, comfortable with each other, this dynamic will change a bit. But it has to be there from the beginning. If you're not doing it already, I would strongly encourage you to be mindful that if you don't challenge, you can't expect people to grow. Okay? You can't expect people to grow. Really. Jesus challenged the disciples all the time. That was basically the first small group. The, 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 uh, Jesus and his disciples, okay? And so the, the, the last thing that people also tend to not do is uh, delegate. People need responsibilities and ownership over the group. Uh, because we are great small group leaders, we could do everything by ourselves. I could host it, I could play the worship, I could do the talk. Uh, but if I do that, no one really gets a sense of ownership over the group. And so, and this is something Thomas and Sarah is great at, they delegate, delegate, delegate. It doesn't have to be you who brings snacks or cakes this time. You don't have to host the group. In fact, it would be great if someone else thought, oh, uh, could, I, could I get to host a small group and put out the coffee and everything? So include people in that, because it will make people feel like they belong to the group. It will make people feel like uh, they have ownership of the group. Okay? Uh, yeah. Does that make sense? Yeah. Okay, I just have to change the time. Yeah. Okay, so, 
as we already uh, said, the leaders shape culture, and all, and that means us. That means you. Uh, so, uh, for example, so that means everything we say or do affects the small group. I like if I have. I think the last few years I've had small groups on Wednesdays or Thursdays, and I can be 100% sure that the time of the week I'm the most tired. Uh, and most don't want to like see people at all. That's like Wednesday afternoon. I don't know if you've ever had that. <laughs> Always, and I, the room, my my living room is messy and everything. It just happens like clockwork every week. Now, if I open by uh, like uh, my my home for a small group, and I was sitting in the corner and hanging and being tired and stuff, that would affect culture. So that's especially actually important if we have like a few of us have small groups with people who have like uh, difficult needs, maybe diagnoses, maybe uh, yeah, have different sorts of social needs that's maybe a little bit difficult to attend to. In that case, this is even more important uh, because we learn from each other, and so the way you handle stress or the way that we handle grief or the way that we uh, interact in the small group really becomes the way that people model, like people take after us, especially in small groups. Uh, so we are the models of uh, good behaviors, <laughs> essentially, or the way uh, you want your small group to be, at least. And so, even though I'm tired on Wednesdays, I make an extra effort to be like up and going, and not that we have to be happy, clappy all the time, but I can't expect people to be happy and laugh if I'm sad and crying, basically. Yeah, uh, yeah. And that also needs, uh, means, of course, that we need to delegate, delegate, delegate. People are way more capable. When we ask people to host a small group or ask people to make cake, they become, uh, they are usually happy to just be included. Wow, do I get to host a small group? Uh, that's amazing. So uh, people feel. Uh, it's a way of uh, uh, inducing confidence in people as well. Yeah. And so, uh, you pointed to it already, but there's a few components that we always, no matter uh, how we do small groups, that we uh, have on the evening, and that is uh, worship, then there's uh, prayer, the uh, Bible, and fellowship. Those four things are non-negotiables. They always have to be there. Uh, and of course, because, and we have to know ourselves as leaders, because we know how God speaks to us personally, right? So, because of, I'm the way, why, the way I am, I meet God mostly through the Bible, and so I tend to emphasize the Bible part of the small group evening, and think that's amazing, and that should take up all the time, and because of that, I leave less time for prayer, and less time for worship, if I'm not mindful of it. So you know yourself which part of the small group evening you love the most. And maybe you should, we should uh, uh, be more attentive then to the other parts of the evening. If you are into worship and want to spend all night worshiping, then uh, be, be mindful of, uh, you know, the Bible part is important too, and the prayer part too. Okay? Oh, I don't think there's anyone back there. Actually. No, it's, it's the door's open. Okay. Okay. So, yes. So I'm just going to run through the small group uh, evening. Yeah, of course. 
Uh, I'm going to run through those parts now, and I'm hopefully going to give some practical advice about how to how to lead a small group, the different parts. Okay. So before the small group, the preparation for the small group, of course, starts uh, before the the small group. I pray for my small group, the members of my small group, throughout my, throughout the week. I pray for God to show His heart for the members of the small group to me. And in the small group, I I trust that God will lead the small group. He's the He was the modern small group leader. And the the roles I remind myself is that God is God and I'm Benjamin. And I don't need to be God. And I think that uh, work uh, that assignment is, is is as it should be. Uh, yeah. And also, I just expect God to come and do His do His uh, do His thing. Be, uh, I try to be expectant of God, even though it's just a regular regular Wednesday or regular Thursday, Tuesday, or whatever. Uh, just be in a in a spiritual mode of just expectations. God could show up tonight and uh, do wonders and break habits and break uh, break the chains that binds us. Now, that's of course difficult if this is the third year you're leading the small group and it's the same five people who are sitting. But just try to pray for God to open your hearts and open your minds. Yeah. Uh, I also usually meet with the small group leaders before each evening. So if we, we our small group starts at seven, we would, I would invite, uh, if I'm leading a small group with someone and training them, I would uh, uh, meet at 6.30. And that time is delegated for catching up and just saying, how's your week been? Uh, and also just for praying for the evening and setting the mood. It's so difficult, and I've tried and you probably have too. If you uh, meet like five minutes before the small group starts, you stumble in the door, you have had, had a long day, and now you have to like change your whole mindset from your day to the small group. So be conscious about meeting before, praying. Also, if, I, if that day was hard and I'm, I'm tired and uh, small group again, it's so good to share it and just be mindful of it in the small group, okay? Yeah. Uh, did you mean that you meet with people uh, that you have delegated? Uh, no, I don't invite like I don't invite the cake uh, person. <laughs> I don't know, but uh, I invite my the I have a de- make a deal with my co-leader, and also sometimes if if we are at another uh, if we're at another location, if we're not at my place, yeah. if someone else is hosting. Then uh, well, I was like, okay, Joe. I know we're having busy, we're busy now with the coffee and everything, but let's just take five minutes right now, the three of us, to sit down. Just how has your week been? And then remind ourselves, okay, this is God, small group. It's Jesus, small group. Yeah. Uh, this is your thing. We just want to bless what you're doing tonight. Yeah. If you, I can tell you that prayer makes such a difference for the evening. If you haven't, uh, I would really recommend that. And even before that, if we before finishing that part. Uh, before the small group, of course, the day before, I've sent a text to all the members, and I make an effort to be extra party-like. Now I'm so excited! I'm so looking forward to the small group tonight. Please come, and I also write. Uh, please text me if you are not coming, just so I know if you, if people are coming. And so I have like a, an idea how much how many people is, is going to be there. Yeah, uh, and so that will work differently for you, but just to set the mood even before the small group begins. Okay? Yeah. So, yes, the welcome part. Now, for some reason, uh, if you are a Christian, 
some Christians think that this is the unholy part of the small group for some reason, and they are like, oh, do we have to spend time saying welcome? Uh, do we have to spend time on, on an icebreaker? Whatever. And the reason for that is, of course, that if you're used to small groups where the same six Christians, then we, we know each other, we don't like, need to, to do anything more about that. But the icebreaker is so important. Uh, as you know, uh, first impressions are super important. Uh, and so you really set the culture and the standard for the evening with the welcome, how the, you welcome people. Yeah. One thing we use in our group, sometimes we usually go to the check-in. Yeah. But we've also had these cards, we've gotten them from uh, Willow Creek, mm-hmm. translated to the Danish. It's like cards like, you know, uh, yeah. what's the most exciting things happened here when you were 10 years old. Yeah. And, and, and they pull a card and they have to, you know. Yeah. What's that? Is, is they choose cards, and, yeah. and the funny thing was, it, I mean, this uh, experienced group of professionally with a bunch of facility managers, mm. and one evening we had a weekend conference. Mm. The leader of this, you know, experienced this group, right? Mm. Small group, which was for facility managers. She pulls out these cards, mm. sort of like they're not so spiritual, but yeah. they were. They had people were sharing deep things in the last mm. What these guys are yeah. like professional mm. engineers and yeah. like, and they were telling us stuff about their childhood and how their mother was an alcoholic and I was like, <laughs> these are like professional people that, yeah. people that have you know, huge responsibilities in there. Mm-hmm. And I those cards, what it is is that they think it's like the game and it's like, mm-hmm. oh, he said, I better say it. I want I brought them. I brought them. I can send them to you um, on PDF. You can cut them out. I can yeah. print them and cut them that out. Great. And they're really great to use as yeah. icebreakers, or cool. even an evening. We use an evening with them going around sharing stuff. There's all sorts of different great icebreakers, and also I found a lot of good stuff on Google. So just uh, I, I like to uh, like uh, choose something positive, something a little bit weird, so people they laugh and think it's kind of silly. Like, what would you bring? You had to bring one thing to the International Space Station for a year. What would that be? Or uh, so usually I I I say okay. So we we have a round now. Say your name and your age and what you're doing, and then highlight of the week the best thing that happened throughout the week, uh, and then uh, a weird icebreaker like uh, what's your favorite animal, or if you were an animal, what kind of animal would you be, or. Uh, all sorts of different weird questions. I usually, and uh, there's uh, pros and cons to picking a more personal icebreaker. I would pick personally an extremely personal icebreaker if there were new people, because it might be a turn off, like, ooh, is this a therapy crew? So you have to, uh, like, uh, feel the mood out of the people. But sometimes I have, uh, and sometimes I've connected it to the talk later, so if I know I have to talk about uh, anger. An icebreaker might be, with, have you been angry in the last week? Yeah. Or, and what, what made you angry? But, yeah, just be mindful of the, the mood you're setting. It's all about culture, right? Uh, yeah. In, in our group, we, we always start with Pika. Yeah. And sometimes that takes a lot of time. Yeah. It's, it's um, sometimes hard to just start the group because yeah. everyone is chit-chatting and, yeah. and uh, just talking yeah. and uh, so there's good yeah, as well yeah it's good too but, but sometimes yeah. it, it uh, takes the, like the half of the, the yeah. time and yeah yeah, yeah. That's, yeah and that's uh, that's always the challenge because people want to tell and people want to be heard uh, so again part of it is just being a good example like when I start leaving I start I say I explain What's going to happen? We are going to have uh, the intro 
Now, we're going to have small introductions. It's going to be take like about 10, 15 minutes, something like that. And then we're going to have worship and explain what's going on as it's going on. Uh, and also, just if some people tend to take a lot of time talking, both in the introduction and in the conversation later. And so, as leaders, we have to find uh, quickly, like, gentle ways of basically interrupting people a little polite. bit. Polite ways of doing that. One of the ways of doing that is, if I also kept saying something, would be like, oh, that sounds interesting. How about you, Wolf? Like, then I haven't really, I haven't really neglected her, and I also want to hear about what Wolf is saying. Uh, if it's the introduction round, again, we as leaders, we set the mark. If you're a new people, if you're a new person, and you know, okay, uh, Ulf is the co-leader, then they will take from Ulf as to how long you are supposed to share. So, if I'm the leading the evening, and Ulf is my co-leader, I would say, okay, so Ulf, why don't you start off? And he would do it in a short amount of time. He would say, okay, my name is Ulf, I'm that old. Uh, my favorite animal would be a dog, and uh, I uh, my highlight of the week was that and that and that. Next person, yeah. Is that helpful? Yeah. It's there are different ways of doing that, and we have to our own personal styles. We live with our personality, basically. Yeah. It's a question about the, the finding a balance uh, yeah. between uh, the group in the group. It's absolutely about balance, and sometimes. There's a reason for the things taking long. For it, like, it's okay to you don't have to stick to the program that much. That there's not space for God. If someone tells about something difficult throughout the week, maybe you should like pause everything and just pray about that. And be the yeah. So it's not more strict than that, of course. But it's just be mindful of the fact that we we have to move on the program. Yeah. And I'm quite the stickler for time, so that's just the way I'm, I'm wired. Yeah. Uh, and of course, uh, the icebreaker then, of course, to be attentive of new uh, attendees in the small group, extra attentive maybe, they will have someone to talk to, and uh, uh, are, they feel, are they feeling comfortable? Explain everything. Explain worship. Explain prayer. What is prayer? What is worship? Yeah. Yeah, and that's, again, they like to help these mm. groups. If they're not growing yeah. after a year yeah. or whatever, you gotta shut them down. Yeah, we we usually we, say we, like we keep them going. And stuff. Yeah, we, we usually say them. like you know if the small group hasn't uh, uh, planted a new small group within two years, yeah. then we mix them up. Yeah. yeah, and the reason is it becomes too cozy. Yeah. Simply, we know each other too well. Yeah, it's we not healthy for the people in the small group. No. It becomes too difficult for new people to be members of the small group. So, uh, yeah, and we do it, uh, small groups a little bit different now to get around that. But, uh, but yeah, it's just to be mindful of the fact that there's new people, they don't get the inside jokes. Inside jokes are <laughs> off, uh, off topic, when, uh, when, uh, especially when there's new people. Yeah. Sometimes a group doesn't uh, grow in numbers, yeah. but people, they move or yeah. they move to other groups, for instance, a theme group, mm-hmm. uh, and then some new comes in. Yeah. But it, it doesn't grow in numbers, but new no. members are coming in. It's, yeah, and that's, that, I would say that's fine. If the group's still working and you're not uh, getting sick and tired of leading a small group and everything's running, then I would say uh, that's, that's totally fine. The problem is if it's the same group for an extended amount of time because people get too acquainted with each other. And it's not helpful for the people in the small group. It's not helpful for new people who wants to join. Yeah. That's right. Mm. Yeah. Okay. So that's the welcome part. 
worship. Uh, very important, and also, uh, yeah, very important. And sometimes it's not possible to have uh, like live worship in the small group. So when, like, I'm in the position where I can, uh, <coughs> I can plan that a little bit. So we try to make sure that there's a worship leader, not necessarily uh, leading from the stage in, in, in services, but someone who can play an instrument and lead worship in all small groups. If that's not possible, uh, then there's ways of getting around that, uh, like the YouTube thing. But I would, if you're a small group leader and you don't have that, that would be a high priority for me to invite someone who can play the guitar, or play the piano or whatever, and lead a worship. The small groups are great places if you want to become a worship leader to practice. So there's that as well, yeah. Uh, sometimes uh, if you, you don't have a guitar and uh, uh, a person to play, I mean, you, you have tried something else, you have tried to relate, so do some meditation about a verse in the Bible or something like that, uh, and it, it, it works pretty well. Uh, so uh, we, we have to find out all the ways to do things. Yeah. We, we have to. Yeah. So, so uh, I, I, I will give you my worship talk in a bit, but I always try to explain worship. I try to be personal. Uh, it's all about creating a safe, informal atmosphere uh, about worship. Uh, in, in advance, I've asked the worship leader to uh, tell me what song we're, songs we're going to sing this evening. Uh, I lead a, if I lead a Danish small group, I try to make an effort always to have at least one Danish song. So there's, there's if uh, people are not fluent in English, they can uh, sing along in Danish. Uh, we have the, the texts ready to go. Uh, and I also say, if you have any pictures or words throughout the worship, then uh, hang on to them and we'll share them afterwards. Uh, then we pray and as small group leaders again, we model behavior. So if you sit down and uh, are closed in on yourself or not participate really in worship yourself, then you can't really expect other people to. So I try to make an effort to meet God as well in worship in small group. If I show different ways of meeting God in worship, then that will uh, spill over to other people. Uh, and that means sometimes I have to worship in, a, in, a, in ways that it's not like totally uh, for me. Like for instance, I, if I could decide totally for myself, I would maybe sit in the corner and just contemplate and listen. And that would be fine as well sometimes, but sometimes I might make an effort to stand up and just receive Jesus like that. And we always make an effort to say, you can worship wherever you like. This is personal. If you want to lie down, do that. If you want to say, uh, sit up and, uh, or stand up or dance or whatever, do that. Yeah. And uh, then uh, when the worship ends, uh, we tr I try to be attentive to where people are uh, at that point. Are they in a happy clarity mood? Are they in a contemplative mood? Are they feeling sad? Are they feeling happy? Because that's, of course, extremely useful for the next part of the evening. And so, uh, just to finish this part up, I introduce worship like this. And you can do it in your own way, of course. But I say, so now we're going to worship. And worship is just basically a prayer to God, set to music. And so because it's a prayer set to music or a conversation with God, it's so personal. And we can do it in all sorts of different ways. And uh, 
you, you can do whatever you like. If you want to sit down and just listen, you can do that. If you want to stand up or sing or whatever, just do that. And then sometimes when we worship, we get words and pictures or something comes to mind. And uh, if that happens, just uh, remember it and we'll have a round of sharing afterwards. And then after the, uh, then we pray. And then after the, after the worship, we have a small round. Did anyone think of anything? And I might share something, oh, I felt the peace of God, or I, I, can, I got a picture of this. It's so vineyardy to, to say everyone gets to play. So encourage, like, even, uh, even if it's weird, just share. We have to practice, okay? Yeah. Any questions about our worship? Ooh, this is going well, I think. <laughs> Amazing. So, now, the talk and the conversation. Uh, yeah, so, first of all, uh, know what you want. When I uh, coach other people uh, doing the talk, uh, I, I always say, could you just explain me the talk tonight in one sentence? And the reason, of course, it is if people tend to include too much, basically. They want to uh, preach. And uh, it shouldn't be a preaching. I would say maximum, maximum, maximum 10 minutes. People can't really focus that long at that point. If it's longer, then it's becoming a sermon, and that's what Sundays are for. Uh, with that being said, uh, small groups, again, are great settings for practicing this. If you, want, if you have ever thought about preaching or whatever, if you can't do it in 10 minutes, it will be very difficult for you to do in 30 or 45 minutes. So I always, I, I enjoy so much. I've learned so much about preaching from the small group talks. And there's a few basic ingredients that always, always, always have to be in the small group. It doesn't have to be advanced. It, you don't need to come up with a new theological idea. We are not theologians, but always a, a piece of Bible text. Uh, I always try to be personal. Not necessarily private, if that's not the way things are, but always be personal about how has I, how does this relate to me? And then also be practical, because in, uh, as we, if you've been in the vineyard, you might have heard, all theology is practical theology. Like, theoretical stuff is of no use whatsoever. It has to have a practical implication for all lives. What does this text have to do with us in our lives? Or what does this text have to say about God? How does that relate to us? Uh, yes. Uh, I always try to ask open questions throughout the talk. Uh, I try to be as transparent and concrete and practical as possible. Uh, yeah. And also, very importantly, uh, especially if people grow up, grow up in Christian, uh, Christian homes, I know I did make this mistake. Then sometimes people do the do the thing of saying you instead of we. In small groups, we always say we. In, for instance, sometimes we can have a sin problem. That's very different from saying sometimes you can have a sin problem, right? We always speak of uh, of we. We are in it together. We are on a journey together. Uh, we are. Like doing the open set, not the closed set or the boundary set, if you know about that money. So, uh, yeah, we always speak of us. We can sometimes struggle with things, and that's true for all of us. Uh, we don't set too high ambitions 
with the talk. Uh, Sarah says, uh, who's leading me, she said, sometimes it's just fine to read the piece, uh, read the Bible text and just say, okay, so what do you guys think about that? That would be enough, that would be great. It doesn't need to be have like a, a, a five new theology ideas in it. It just has to be a small talk, right? Uh, kill your darlings. Uh, some really, uh, the preachers in us wants to, uh, especially for me, wants to give something new. I want to like, give you something back home, something to wonder about, and that means usually you end up with the, with the four talks instead of one talk in the same uh, 20 minutes or whatever you're not taking up. So kill your darlings, you know, save the, save the good idea for next week. Uh, I've done a lot of, uh, like, series in, in small groups where we had, like, talks, and I, that is something I would write in the SMS as well. I would write, okay, so next, this week we'll have the next bit about uh, the Sermon on the Mount, and we are going to talk about money. So people can expect what to do. Uh, that might be helpful for you, but uh, any, uh, no matter what, just uh, keep one idea to one night. Okay? And, uh, yeah, don't spend too much time. That's maybe mostly for me, but usually... That, that this is something I've had to practice, and I've enjoyed practicing, is keeping it short. Uh, so that means usually I like to, uh, for me to speak in bullet points, and if it was preaching, I would uh, speak in, like, here's three points, or here's five points. And uh, I've learned that usually I only have time for one or two points in a small group. Like, the one or two main ideas in this text, how does this affect me? Yeah, so... That's the talk, yes, and the conversation, of course, afterwards. Ask questions, uh, and make sure everyone has an opportunity to talk. Sometimes people are introverted, or they're new in the group, and they don't want to talk, and that's fine, but they should have the opportunity. Don't let that one person who wants to, like, tell their whole, their whole life story take up all the space and time in the group. And again, there's different ways of doing that. I really like the way of, oh, that's interesting. How about you? What do you think about this? Just uh, gently uh, interrupting. Uh, and when people share, just encourage that. Thank you for sharing. Uh, recognize that people have thoughts and ideas of their own. Recognize their ex experiences. Uh, sometimes the conversation can go off course because... We have so many different and exciting things to talk about, but try to keep a red thread uh, throughout the talk. Uh, if people get off topic, then gently go back to it. Of course, again, uh, the Spirit might be moving us in that direction. Maybe we need to talk about the, the interrupting things. Jesus was interrupted by all sorts of different things, that, uh, and he didn't like go, necessarily go back to the original, uh, his original thing. So just be mindful of the spirit, but also uh, keep the red thread uh, as much as you can. Uh, yeah, uh, be practical. Uh, yes, and also just uh, this, of course, uh, this of course means that we need to know our Bibles and uh, some basic theology about. Yeah. So uh, if you're, you don't need to be theologians, we don't need to have courses or anything, but just show your Bible what's in it, uh, some basic theology. Yeah. The conversation is always uh, the, the thing where you, I sense the leaders the most. This is where there may be more of a task for you as a leader to go forward. 
and uh, especially if if there's uh, needy people in the group. So be gentle, so recognize. Thank you so much for sharing, for, uh, and uh, and and so on. Yeah, and also just to set the mood and be like, uh, yeah, it, it, we are not doing the therapy group. This is not a therapy group. This is a, basically a group where we get to close to God. And sometimes, if with needy people, it can be it, it can become too much about me and my lifestyle and. Uh, and uh, yeah, and my issues, and that's fine. There should be room for that as well. But we also the, the purpose of this small group was to get closer to God and get closer to what God is intending for me. So that's just something to be mindful about. Is this bringing me closer to God? Is this bringing people closer to God who they intended for them to be? Okay. Yes. Okay. So after this part, uh, it's time for a prayer, at least in my groups. I said, so okay, we, so now if it's uh, if we, there's not too many people on that evening, uh, we might do a, a prayer in the group, all of us. But if there's opportunity for that at all, I would separate people into groups of three, preferably three or four. Uh, so smaller group, and it's all about being attentive to people's people's needs. We have to. That this is uh, speaking into one of the purposes of the small group, like. It's a way of facilitating a meeting with God. It's prayer. Uh, so if it's a big group prayer, I would say I would ask people if they have uh, any particular prayer topics they want to have or uh, receive prayer for. Uh, if it's a small group prayer, then I would make sure, as a leader, to have like a, a resource person or like in, in each of the small groups. Just so someone knows in the group what's going on. You can't put the two new guys together uh, in one group. Maybe you should split them out. If I have a co-leader, we don't go together in the same uh, group. So, uh, yeah. And so uh, we ask people, uh, do you have anything to, uh, we can pray about? It could be anything. If not, then bless people. Ask people, if, we, if appropriate, to put your hands on them. Explain what you're doing while you're doing it. So we say, we put your hands on it, and it's not because the hand do anything special, it's just be in a mode of receiving Jesus, and also just being mindful about, okay, there's all sorts of different ways of praying, it's just about having a conversation with God, we believe he's here, and I do the same thing as I do with worship, I say, if we get any words or pictures while we're praying, well, then let's save them for later, let's, uh, then after we pray we can share, share about the, share about the words or pictures. And sometimes wonderful stories happen there. Uh, some of my favorite small group stories have been from the prayer groups, when people suddenly get a weird picture and that somehow responds to people. I love that. <coughs> uh, yeah. So we pray one at a time. Uh, we model things. I'm, I still practice getting words and pictures from the Holy Spirit. And so I make an extra effort to practice that in, in the small group. I can't expect people to have a lot of pictures if they don't see like me trying and sometimes failing with the words and pictures thing, pictures thing. But again, it's about everyone gets to play. It's no, no. The worst thing that could happen is that I say something stupid and then let's, let's face it, 20 minutes people uh, later, everyone has forgotten about it. So uh, uh, yeah, my first small group, <laughs> the very first time I went to a small group, a girl had a very weird picture. 
that didn't really make sense to anyone and it was so funny and so weird and it made me think okay if everyone can try this out here uh, then then this place is for me it was like a picture about like I saw cheese in an oven and it was just <laughs> melting away <laughs> melting away and the, and the poor sweet uh, small group leaders they were like mmm that's interesting and trying to make it spiritual like mm, do you think it's gold do, do any of you respond to that uh, the gold picture and she was being more and more for no it's not gold it's cheese I, this is, it's all about cheese so uh, yeah so those stories are amazing because they tell like they say okay you know maybe that cheese picture weren't for us or maybe in a few years the cheese picture will make sense uh, but no matter what we had a great time we practiced we, we did the stuff we did the best we could okay yeah so now we are approaching the, the final bits of the small okay so now it's time for Mercy Fika Hygge Cake again sometimes uh, yeah depending on the group this will be overemphasized or underemphasized so but of course this is just as important as the other bits right because one of the purposes of the small group was to facilitate a meeting between each other so this is just as important, right? So this is all about, you know, being cozy. We are great at that in the Nordics. Uh, set, put on some music, uh, bring out the cake, uh, and make sure everyone has someone to talk to. If, especially if there's a new person, make sure they have someone to talk to. If they don't, then I, I, I sit beside them and listen to their stories and talk. Uh, we've done all sorts of different things in our small groups. We have uh, played limbo one night. We we bring out small games or whatever. Uh, we just sit sit and talk and have a good time. Like, what do you like to do? So sometimes you can do something entirely different on a small group night. Instead of having the regular small group, you can go bowling or uh, something to uh, increase the fellowship, increase the confidentiality, and so on. Uh, and again, no intern talk. We are, if there's, especially if there's new people, we don't do that intern joke about what that pastor said four years ago. Do you remember that? That was stupid. Don't. And if you do, please explain it. Uh, but keep uh, intern church stuff away. Uh, yes, this is where we lead with our personality, basically. Uh, this is where God has given each of us an individual personality and an individual gift. And uh, this is where, where people also experience the, the family likeness of small groups. If people say church is family, they often think of small groups because this is where they uh, experience the things that they sometimes didn't get from their families, right? This is the fika, this is the hygge, this is the uncomplicated just sitting and talking and having a good time without uh, yeah, and this also means that as small group leaders, uh, we uh, sometimes uh, get forced into being expert small talkers. <laughs> if uh, the mood is kind of down and no one's really talking, then it's me who tries to set, uh, start things off with like, okay, I experienced something weird, or what do you think about this, or uh, yeah, try to practice my small talk skills as much as possible. Yeah. Yes. Any questions? So far? Yeah. We actually start with this figure because yeah. people, they have so much they need to talk about yeah. their own uh, personal mm. 
things and uh, just yeah. talk to get comfortable yeah. about each other. Yeah. So we decided that, yeah. that we started. That's totally fine as well. Mm-hmm. And we kind of have both with the intro round and the... Uh, so we we bring just the coffee and snacks out before, and then the cake for later. Mm. This is just what we do. Uh, I I'm really a stickler for time, and that's because in our church we have a lot of uh, we had a lot of youth and a lot of very nice people who don't have any jobs or are studying, and then time doesn't matter too much. Mm. Uh, and uh, that means it's actually uninclusive to run the small group for four hours. Especially if you're new, you're invited to the small group and you expect, I can go to the small group and still have a normal day tomorrow, right? Mm-hmm. If your small group runs to, to, to 12, I think that's uninclusive. Mm-hmm. So that's why, and also, that's why we try to say, okay, we aim at being done by 10. And I say that in the beginning of the evening, if you have something to do, we, we, they do the same in the meetings. They say, feel free to hang around now. Uh, feel free to receive the Holy Spirit. They say that in the small group it could be, we just have cakes now. Feel free if you want to go home, that's fine. Uh, and then we s- we'll see you next week. Yeah. So uh, just be mindful of the time as well. Yeah. Uh, yes. Just a few notes about leading uh, with each other. For me, small groups have been so amazing for my leadership, as I said, but also just bringing up new leaders. This is where people take their first steps and make in the, in the talk with the preparing the talk or uh, leading worship. The first, if people don't expect it, and then you ask them to, would you like to share something for ten minutes last time? They can be so overwhelmed and so so uh, yeah, so feel so appreciated, feel the ownership, right? And then if I do that. Do, uh, I always make sure to say, okay, uh, so you give the talk, and then afterwards, if you'd like to, I, I would like to give you some feedback. Always make a, make a conscious decision to say, okay, and then afterwards we do the feedback. Yeah. So, because we all know the thing where we, uh, we've done something, and then people come up afterwards and give us criticisms, and wasn't really invited, right? Then it's not, it's not but if I knew it beforehand, uh, uh, afterwards we're going to do some feedback. Then, uh, then it's fine. Then it's part of the, the deal. And people grow so much in those areas in small groups. Is my experience. So feel, do that. Include other people uh, when dealing with each other. Also, uh, we don't discuss the leadership of the evening uh, during small group. So if me and Alsa was leading the group throughout the evening, we are not saying, okay, is, is this your? Is it your leading now, or is it not me? That that stuff we planned already, right? Uh, yeah. Uh, so we agreed for one for, uh, before who leads. Uh, yeah, and try to prepare as much as, as possible. Yeah, I love I love this part. I love the leading with other people, and I love raising up new leaders. It's like small groups are just perfect for those things. Yes. Any and the last thing, of course, is follow up. Uh, so the small group doesn't end at the small group evening so uh, I make a conscious decision to say hi to the small group people uh, the mem- members of my small group at the service uh, we think of leaders as shepherds so I just say uh, hi to them in the small group if they don't come to service or church or stop coming whatever 
I give them a call and say, hey, long time, like, how, how are things going? Uh, maybe there's a reason they're not coming. Uh, and so I'm the, as small group leaders, we are often the closest to the, to the members in the church. And so we have an, uh, an extra responsibility for that. Yeah. So this was just like the, uh, the small group stuff, like super plain. This was what I would have said to new small group leaders if they'd never led a small group before. Yeah. I think there's one thing missing, and that is informing them about what will happen in church next Sunday. Yeah. Like to find the two things together. Yeah. As you say, a lot of people is, mm. might feel more comfortable coming in the small mm. group. That's mm. very nice. Mm. But inviting them again and again mm. to go to church, I yeah. think, is a good idea. Yeah. You should totally do that. Or if you're doing something else, like we have social stuff in our church, we say, oh, we have a pool night on Thursday. That would be great for people to come. Mostly, in, I don't know if this looks differently in your churches, but new people usually come, meet the church first through services. And the reason for that is it's easier to be anonymous. It's easier to hide a little bit away. You can't really do that as easily in small groups. So usually people come to the services, then they get invited, hopefully, to uh, small groups. By the way, at services, invite all the people you can. I was invited, my my first time I went to the Vineyard Church, I was invited to three different small groups, that very first service, and I felt so welcome, like so many people wanted me in their group. It was <laughs> so amazing. So feel free to do that. Just ask away. Uh, yeah, but if, if people, some people feel more comfortable with going into the small group first, and then of course, it would make totally sense to say, okay, uh, feel free to come on Sunday, and uh, we'll have a beer, or we'll have a soda or whatever. Yeah. Yes? Uh, when uh, the group goes bigger and it's yeah. time to split, mm. how do you split it or how do you... Yeah. So, uh, first of the first thing that we do is, of course, uh, talk with uh, the leader. Like, every church has their ideal small group size. Actually, me and Sarah doesn't agree with this. She likes t- uh, slightly smaller groups I like slightly bigger groups. So, of course, the the time for split, for splitting a group would be when there's no more room in your living room. And so, at that point, we've been through the whole processing of uh, raising up leaders. The, so, we have me and my co-leader, but we also have, like, two new leaders raised up who can do the talk or who could do a worship now and then. And uh, when I've been part of a new small group planned from another group, Uh, it's usually me who like is more of the leader in the beginning and then uh, we gradually uh, give more and more responsibilities away so the two experienced leaders can, can split and what I do then is uh, in the small group and we, if we we're sitting there at the whole living room and say okay so we have some exciting news as you can tell we don't have any more room for new people and we want to have new room for new people because That's what we are all about. And therefore, we are planting a new small group. I don't use the word split, by the way. I would never use the word split because it sounds negative, and it sounds like now we are giving up on what we already have. And people sometimes, uh, they are uh, scared or sad about uh, the small group they know and love to not be the same anymore. Mm. 
And so it's all about meeting people in that and saying, you know what, it's not going to be the same, it's going to be different. But it's what we are all about as a church. We're not here for ourselves. We are here to make room for the next person so they can have the same great experience that we had. So we are planning the small group, and I say it in advance, I say like, so we have this time and the next time, and then we are going to plan. And we are going to ask some of you to come with us in the new uh, small group. Uh, and then, again, try to split the resource person evenly. So all the resource persons is not going to end up in one group, and all the needy people are going to end up in the other. Uh, yeah, and then we plan the new small group. And uh, planning new small groups are super exciting. People, like, people are sad, of course they are, because all the memories and all the coziness and all the talks. But it's just about meeting people and saying, you know what, this is exciting. This is what we're all about as a church. Yeah, and so we, we plan new small groups. And that's uh, exciting. Yeah. Uh, in Wales, we, we have a special way to do things because we have only small group for half a year. And then uh, we stop and then we uh, build up a new uh, uh, small group so people uh, don't uh, also, uh, they, are, they are not together for years but only for a short while, of course, some people can uh, decide so they, they want to be together. That's okay, but the uh, the organized size uh, small groups are only for for half a year or something like that. We've we've tried different things in Orleans, and some things have worked, and some things have not worked as much. And there's upsides and downsides to all small group models. If you want to, like we have some experience with that, so. If you're interested in that, then uh, please come and, and talk to me afterwards. Yes, right. Uh, different ways. Yeah, we've done it different ways. Mm. Yeah. Mm. Yeah. Uh, yeah, we had some, the last maybe half a year or something, we had a really challenged group. Yeah. So, like, I would say we were maybe an average two source of uh, kind of a resourceful uh, yeah. persons, and maybe four or five that was mm. really challenged. Mm. Like, I remember one evening where... Uh, one of our one of our members was uh, he was super suicidal yeah uh, and just talked about like yeah. standing on those trail uh, trail runs and mm. yeah. uh, considering suicide this week and mm. then we went to the next person and she was like she was mm. just told that she couldn't keep her child mm. it was just like yeah. a mother with three children yeah so it's like it's like I just had a hard time like uh, finding out how to deal with these people yeah. because. It's a food for the whole evening. Yeah. And sometimes it's like that. Yeah, but this was yeah. like half a year. Yeah, yeah. I, yeah. yeah. It, it, sometimes that's just the kind of group you have. Yeah. Like, I remember at one small group, uh, my co-leader, who was a very, very new in small group leading, had a prayer group. And in the prayer group, one person told for the first time that he'd been raped recently. And he, of course, broke down and couldn't handle himself. And she came to me afterwards and was like, I don't know what I, what, what, what I'm supposed to say, I don't know. Mm-hmm. And so those things just sometimes happen. And the, one of the reasons is, actually, it's in a weird way, a, a success criteria for your small group. You've been able to meet, make a small group where people feel so met and so, uh, it's such a trusting fellowship that those things can be shared. And so, actually, in a weird way, it's a good sign. 
but it's very difficult, of course, to be like the uppity, uh, toppity, happy, clappy type in that scenario. Yeah. Yeah. And the problem is just that it isn't like very cool to be in no. a group like that, and, and when people yeah. visit it, they just feel like, okay, this is just yeah. like mm-hmm. a therapy group. Yeah. And, uh, yeah. You can't keep it going forever. No. You yeah. can't <laughs> So, oh, yeah. yeah, it's not a. Don't go anywhere. It's good for a while, but then you got few. So yeah, while doing that, it's extremely important to take care of yourself. Talk to your leader. It's extremely careful, important for you to take care of your co-leaders and your resource persons, and just recognize this is a difficult group. This is maybe what people need in this season of life, but it's very difficult for for us. And also, just to remind myself. You can't solve that problem with that woman losing her child. No, it's not. It's not your responsibility. Mm. Uh, and then, if it, it, it just be open about, you know, sometimes the, the 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 healthy thing to do is just to shake things up by maybe uh, like a, fusing a group with another group or whatever. For one night, we are having small groups with this other small group. Uh, in time, if it's still very tough and you can feel you get exhausted by it, I would I would consider like uh, shutting down a small group and starting up a new one. But it's it's so difficult. It's it it's so demanding of the small group leader because it's so emotionally taxing. Mm. It is. Uh, yeah, and it's all about you know what? I'm so sorry about that. I I I can't say. I know how it feels like to have a child uh, taken away, but we will pray about it. And you know what? Uh, we will pray about it, and just remember to bring it up in your prayer group, okay? Now, how about you? Mm. How has your week been? Yeah, yeah, yeah. But that's also that grow. I mean, what one of the things I believe Vinyard is about is. Going wound to wound, see mm. how other people are suffering, and, and absolutely growing from that, uh, giving it to to Christ in, yeah. in the prayers. Yeah, I, I, I'm not saying it's easy, and I'm not saying that it's it's a good thing, but yeah. but I think it's actually what we are supposed to do. Yeah, absolutely, absolutely, and we should, as I said, we should be mindful of the spirit. Yeah. It would be weird to talk about the joy of God that evening that one guy talked about how he wanted to commit suicide this week. On the other so, hand, I'm I'm in a group where one of the girls is uh, depressed, and it's like always like that. Yeah. So so sometimes we do talk about the joy of God, yeah. the God, joy of God, yeah. and and I think actually it works, and I think yeah. that she really enjoys that, mm-hmm. and then things is a little bit better, and yeah. then everything yeah. falls apart again. But I mean, there's yeah. nothing to do about it. But it does demand a lot of your social skills to know. Is this the? Is this is tonight? I'm gonna trust that God. He wanted to say something through that talk I prepared about the joy of yeah. God. Yeah. Or is this tonight that I think the Spirit is saying, you know what? We're just gonna pause and we're just gonna pray for that guy right now. Uh, but yeah, it's it's very like I I feel for you. I've been like in groups where it felt like therapy group all the time. The only thing that I can say really worked for me was just to be practical about it as well. So we can share our feelings, but also just what uh, what would be like a, a good way to deal with these things? What would be like... Uh, yeah, yeah, but it's also just because 
like I, I, I can't relate in any way no. to these to many of mm. these people. Yeah. Like I'm 22. Yeah. Some of these people are 45. Yeah. And I'm trying to like be there. And 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 the thing about it is that maybe some of us wants to like just meet up and have a good time yeah. and have and it sucks all day normal uh, uh, problems mm. everyday problems mm. so it, it, it more or less just becomes like a duty yeah. to, to like listen mm. to people yeah. that has like mm. extreme yeah. problems yeah uh, do you have we've got a group of about six to nine depending on what night it is but let's just say say we like the six besides my mom three of them have a diagnosis mm-hmm. um, yes. yeah. one of them has tryptosis knocking down the medicine too so we've been in that process right and mm. when, we, when we do like to say the check in and I'm preparing it and I'll say one good thing happened this week mm. yeah. because if I just say what happened to you this week and yeah. then they just start going yeah. Like, yeah. I learned this the hard way because yeah. I used to say tell me about one good thing and one bad thing that yeah. happened throughout the week and yeah. guess what took out more, more time it wasn't the it wasn't the highlight of the week. Yeah. But we actually stopped yeah. doing that. We yeah. just stopped yeah. having yeah. that check-in yeah. because yeah. it was just like ruining the yeah. whole night. Yeah. And then yeah, that I think that's a great decision. But I think if uh, if you don't feel like the, you can, ultimately you should feel like is this group too taxing for me? Is this like can I feel? Do I see my the group group going somewhere? Do I see the group the group growing? Uh, do I feel like I I'm right now in a place where I can facilitate that? Mm-hmm. If you are doing that, then keep doing what you're doing, and uh, again, oh, and God will bless it, I'm sure. And if not, if the job is too big, then I would talk to my leader about it. Yeah. Sometimes we end up in groups that's very hard. Yeah. I two or three times I've had groups like you say where I could say you you are on schizophrenic medication, you are depressed. Three people with borderline, and uh, <laughs> and uh, they all come to my small group for some reason. <laughs> yeah, and, and also, yeah, and I, 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 part of that is also just in uh, in Danish we have a saying like Libra Libes, yeah. like uh, equals attract. Yeah. And so if you have the diagnosis person, they, he will bring three of his friends yeah. he met at the psychiatric ward. That's just how it works. So. Uh, I try to invite people who's not <laughs> all the same. It's so healthy to meet different people, by the way. Uh, and then I would uh, I would pray over. Do I feel like this is for me, God, or sh- do you trust the Do you trust these people to me, or should uh, should we mix things up? And that's totally fine. And some people feel like a failure when they come to close down a small group. You don't do that. It has nothing to do with that, really. I've uh, I've closed. We've closed down small groups as well, not because the leaders were not great, or it was just a bad dynamic, or it was too heavy, or it was too much like a therapy group, or it wasn't growing. There's all sorts of different reasons for closing down small groups. Yeah. Okay. So lots of questions. Yeah. Mm. Yes. Want to visit uh, probably it's more or less the same as you have said, but just to make uh, sure, I think that uh, the church is a place for people who are sinners and who have That's needs. True. So I think it's really, really important that we try and uh, facilitate these people. Yeah. The other thing, of course, is just as you said, mm. but I might not be able to do it. Well, that's perfectly fine, obviously. Uh, but but I think that. We should be trying to 
to give these people room because they really need mm. that. But of course, the, it might be more than mm. I can do, and then I will need to ask for help or the group is split yeah. or I don't know. Yeah, absolutely, absolutely, and that's also why sometimes people with diagnoses <coughs> because of just the box they put themselves in is like now oh, I'm the burden to the group, and that's why we speak of us and not you. This is why you know what I can't. I don't have any children. I would be lying if I say I know exactly how to feel. But we are all struggling with stuff, and I, I struggle too with stuff in my life. And uh, just, just, just be honest about it. Don't, don't say you know about feelings, as you say. Don't, don't pretend to know about feeling uh, people suffering if you don't. So yeah. Did anyone? Yeah. Yes. Uh, when you. Uh you don't split up. You plan and yeah. you, or you close a group. Yeah. Did you have you ever closed a group without planning it? Yeah. Thank you. We have that. <laughs> okay. What do you do about the people, get out especially uh, okay. those people? Oh. Interesting. Sorry. <laughs> Sorry. This is good. Should we go the other way around or? The seminar is uh, is now closed and we're not getting out. Okay, so you were asking how do we select? Yeah, yes, close the group without planting a new one. Yeah. What about those uh, very needy yeah. persons who? I would be super attentive to those and ask people. Yeah, for, for instance, uh, if I knew uh, another small group, I would say, okay, so we're closing down our group, and uh, would you would you just be mindful of inviting that person into your group? Also, I would say, okay, so I know there's an open space in that group. Would you like to go to that one instead? It's the same day, it's the same time. Yeah. And just be extra extra mindful of that. Yeah, yeah. Pay extra attention to those people. Yeah. Yeah. And some people you don't have to worry about. They will find the informal anyway, as one of you said. Uh, and some might not, and then you're... Or it doesn't need to be that they're especially mindful or uh, yeah. evil. It just might be that they're new church or uh, Delhi or whatever. Yeah. Okay, so that was... Uh, yeah, I think our time is... Gone. Is there any more questions we haven't covered? I know you had uh, made some changes during the last year and in the network groups. Yeah. Uh, in Omsa. Yeah. Would you like to hear just very shortly? Okay, so this we we changed our small groups. I will try to explain How this. How did that briefly. work? Yeah. Uh, so what we discovered was that partly our small groups weren't really doing well because we were low on challenge. And uh, the other thing we discovered is that our leaders were too tired all the time. And that's because the way we did small groups was once a week, basically for infinity. So when you signed up to be a leader, there wasn't really a natural stopping point. And that meant that leaders sometimes burned out or they got tired eventually of leading small groups. So we did something new this past half year, which we now have small groups every other week. And in the weeks we don't have small groups, we have leaders groups, which is like small groups are for leaders. The leaders, like those have been massive success, just to come and relax and say, oh, I just needed that. And that's all kind of leaders, not just small group leaders. And in the groups we have had like, a, this, in the church we've been doing the same talks, 
So I've prepared videos about the book of Jonah, and all the small groups have been following those. We've also done topics on prayer. There's lots of good resources. If you could do the Alpha course, that would be a great way to do it. Uh, and that has been, uh, there's been upsides and downsides to that, definitely. But it has, the leaders are growing and are happy. And so we're now in the phase of just adjusting, you know, what about those who miss small groups in the weeks that there's leaders groups? What should we do then? Uh, before that, we've done like seasoned networks groups. So we said, okay, we have a catalog of networks groups and we say half a year time and then they're closing and then we're starting new small groups. That has been amazing as well because the leaders said, okay, we could do half a year, we could do a theme. We've had Zumba groups, Praise Jesus through Zumba and dance. And we've had, oh, we want to study the Colossians, the letter of the Colossians. Or we want to do a group about life skills or the Sermon on the Mount or whatever. And it's been exciting for the small group leaders. They know we can do something new and something we decide and it's only for half a year. If the group sucks, it's over in half a year. <laughs> and it's been exciting for people as well because you you really sign up for something. Mm. And then the groups actually, they close at some point. New people are not allowed to come in after a few times because you need the confidentiality and so on. And so people get excited for the next season of small groups. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I have tried something is a bit similar to what you said uh Yeah. A little bit, yeah. yeah. Uh, in a, a rather a large uh, church, where they had uh, some clusters, and yeah. these clusters that had the small group. Yeah. So the small group leaders from the cluster all were in a small yeah. group, uh, and and they were. Uh, I was one of them. So mm-hmm. we were uh, discussing the different people and yeah. the different problems that we had in the group yeah. and how to cope with different things, and I think that was really a big yeah. uh, resource yeah. uh, to, to do the groups without burning out and to have yeah. the help with the problems. What do I do with this yeah. suicidal woman, or what do I do with this uh, de- yeah. depressive uh, person, or something like that? And I, when I coach small group leaders, I said one of the privileges you get when you are a small group leader is that you have a hotline to me. You can call me after small group at 12 o'clock that night. Of course, you don't have to abuse that, but if you had a, 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 a difficult evening, just call me. Sometimes we, for some nights, we have small groups together. Like there's a, a reason for having the smaller uh, size fellowship, and that is we as people we need like the one-on-one fellowship, and we need the small, group, then we need the bigger group, and then we need the public space, which is service. Right. So, uh, yeah, you like uh, talk to each other as small group leaders and uh, talk to your leaders. Yeah. So uh, I think our time is done now. Thank you so much for the yeah. <laughs> and we'll have to go that way. I think. <laughs> Thank you so much for coming. You have been listening to the Vineyard Nordic podcast. For more information, please visit the Vineyard Nordic's website, vineyardnordic.org.